0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the I Have a Point for That podcast and channel and YouTube channel. Uh, it's Dr. Jordan Edders here, doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. I specialize in couples fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, emotional health, and Reiki, and also pain management, and all things wellness. So I wanna thank you for tuning in. Um, The point of this whole channel and podcast is to educate everyone about traditional Chinese medicine and just the whole world that exists within this form of medicine, this form of Eastern medicine. So. Thank you for coming back and tuning back in. I really appreciate you guys. So today, I want to talk about acupuncture in the waiting phase, Okay. So what is the waiting phase? The waiting phase is the time between ovulation and whenever the next menstrual cycle is expected, so the next bleeding phase, right? So this is the luteal phase. if you have watched any of my videos up until this point you may see um, a video about or even an instagram post about. Um, the four phases of the menstrual cycle, so you know we have our bleeding phase and then we go into follicular ovulation then luteal phase and then the bleeding phase again which starts a whole new cycle, so a lot of the time. Women are waiting if, especially those that are looking to become pregnant um, or they have that either from um, natural means or bit with IVF or IUI. So, this is a very important time frame for a lot of women, and acupuncture still has a very specific role that can be used during this time and it's very beneficial to use during this time and i will go a bit more into that so i do have some show some notes for myself so that i can stay on point with you guys and make sure that i get cover all of my points so i will be looking at my computer and the camera at the same time and those of you who are listening to the podcast thank you again um, I also hope that the audio is so much better this time. So let me know if the audio is not up to par, okay? <laughs> All right, so, let's talk a little bit about this whole thing. So, like I said, the waiting phase is a time between ovulation and when the next menstrual cycle is due. Most women who track their cycles know this as the luteal phase. During this time, ovulation and fertilization should have occurred and implantation occurs around a week after ovulation if fertilization of the egg by the sperm is successful what is ovulation so i went and pulled up some definitions for you guys so that we can i don't have to get all this stuff off my off the top of my dome right now (laughs) so i went to countdown and got y'all a um definition so ovulation is the release of the mature egg from the ovary the mature egg burst from the follicle in the ovary and is immediately picked up by the fallopian tube and carried towards the uterus this usually occurs at the midpoint of a woman's cycle around day 12 to 16 of course this varies from woman to woman so it's not always going to be um everybody is not going to be a day 14 ovulation person and that's what we need to definitely understand okay um and it varies from month to month sometimes you might um ovulate on day 12 and you might ovulate on 14. somebody might be a regular 14 and then all of a sudden they ovulate on a six day 16 of their cycle so i'll go into why we need to keep up with this but i'll continue um so of course, if you're trying to get pregnant, this time is is, uh, key. Even if you're not trying to get pregnant, knowing when you ovulate is key. Period. (laughs) So uh, after the egg releases from this, From the ovaries and um, it's you know sitting in the fallopian tubes, waiting to see if um, sperm is going to fertilize it or not. It can, it will be viable for twelve to twenty-four hours in that state. After that, it's going to degrade, and then it will be washed away, basically with when the menstrual cycle comes. So when the bleeding phase of the menstrual cycle arrives, so what happens is, is that. Um, it has a time frame. It has an expiration date. So once they come out of the um, the ovaries, they are now being. Um, there's a time frame, okay? Um, not only do all of your eggs have a time frame overall, but once they re- are released from that uh, nourishing area, which are the ovaries, now it's go time. Are, is it going to be fertilized or not? And so there is a fertile window prior to ovulation that um the sperm ha- the sperm can live in the woman's reproductive tract for up to 5 days, okay? So that is that actually extends your fertile window from 12 to 24 hours to now 5 days, a whole 5 days, okay? So what ends up happening is for a lot of people that are looking to become pregnant you need to watch for those signs and symptoms that are starting up before your ov- ovulation occurs and so if sperm can get into the area of the uterus and the um vagina and the fallopian tubes in order to make it towards that egg then it will that in that will extend that, that time frame so you don't have to worry about oh my gosh i have to know exactly when ovulation occurs no you only have a small window um for this to happen so that's where we're at with that. <laughs> um so i'll keep going uh, and so, um one more note before i move on this is why we have to understand that Pregnancy is not something that can happen throughout the entire cycle, and I know that we are—you know—a lot of people are still coming into an awareness about how the whole menstrual cycle goes. You cannot get pregnant every day on of of your cycle. Okay, there's no way. There is only a certain short amount of time that this can happen, and it is very beneficial for anyone, any woman that is that is either trying to conceive or trying to avoid pregnancy to know when this occurs. That is why it is very important to know your fertility signs and use the fertility awareness method. I am a huge advocate for the fertility awareness method, which is a combination of fertility signs versus just looking at one individual thing. It gives you a big picture. So it combines the basal body Uh, temperature, which is the BBT, and the um, fertile mucus signs. So that would be looking for um, more fluid type cervical cervical fluid. Excuse me, I hate using the word mucus. That sounds sick. (laughs) uh, Cervical fluid. The most fertile cervical fluid is the egg white quality kind. So that's going to be that clear um, stretchy, um, very, um, it looks just like egg whites. Um, okay. And using other signs like, um, where your cervix is located, is it high or low? That can be kind of a harder one for a lot of people, especially those that, so a lot of times you have to, of course you have to actually go in and feel your cervix to see if it's high or low. Um, some more signs and symptoms are, um, well, well, using ovulation predictor kits, and I may have forgotten one just now. But you can use a combination of all of these to see where ovulate is ovulation near. One thing I always tell people about ovulation tests, uh, predict- pre- ovulation prediction test kits, is that. It may be a lag time for that, so don't depend on that alone. So what I mean is, if you use an ovulate, if that's all you're using is an ovulation test kit, you're going to miss a majority of your um, of your fertile time for your fertile window, depending upon that positive uh, sign. So, um, it's best to use that as kind of like a one of like a, just kind of like a another tool another indication right another thing to add to the whole um to your whole signs and symptoms signs and symptoms list for fertility your fertility window because going back to the egg being viable for 12 to 24 hours that um hormone that the ovulation predictor kit is picking up it could the egg may already have made have made its way to be um, degraded, um, and you still have that circulating hormone in your body, if that makes sense. So that's why we wanna go, so you wanna start trying to figure out when around the time you ovulate, so then you can add five days before that and get um, sperm into that that area, okay? You know what that is. (laughs) All right, so let's keep going. What is implantation? So, I got this definition from naturalcycles.com because I just wanted to just have a well-rounded old, um, um inf- uh, information, okay. So, what is implantation? Implantation is when a fertilized egg attaches to the wall of the uterus in early pregnancy, okay. So, in order for a pre- pregnancy to be successful, even if even though the egg is has gotten fertilized right it still has to go from the fallopian tubes back into the uterus it needs to go into the uterus and get implanted inside so it has to burrow inside the um endometrial lining of the uterus and that's where it will start to get um that's where the nutrients and everything will start to feed it, and eventually, a placenta will grow from all of that. But in, in this very, very early stage, there's no placenta just yet. Okay. Um, anyway, so implantation happens very early on in pregnancy, soon after the egg has been fertilized by sperm in the fallopian tubes. The and I'll I'll add in something real quick. This is where sometimes people will experience ectopic pregnancy, whereas the pregnancy has occurred, but it's not in the uterus exactly where it needs to be. That's that's why that's why people have that issue, is because fertilization actually occurs in fallopian tubes. So sometimes if there's a, a miscommunication in the body, it will just stay in the fallopian tubes, which is actually a very dangerous process because we don't want a whole entire baby be growing in a in any area outside of your uterus so of course the sounds um sounds it's it is it's not a good situation but anyway just letting y'all know that the fertilized egg then travels down the fallopian tubes transforming into a multiple um ball of cells and these will implant into the uterus and then this whole whole thing occurs about eight to nine days after ovulation when the egg cell has uh, released from the ovary. This can, though, it can happen for up to six to 12 days after ovulation as well. So it's not just eight to nine days. Sometimes it can happen a little bit before that or a little bit after that. So um I'll keep going. So we talked about all this stuff. Um, about how uh, fertilization cannot occur if it's been more than 24 hours since the egg has been released, which is why we need to know our fertile window okay. But this is important for me as a licensed acupuncturist to understand a woman's cycle as well, because that gives me information each and in, each individual each um individual patient of mine I need to understand where she's at in her cycle so that I know what acupuncture points to do and what acupuncture points to not do okay all right so let's get to the acupuncture part all right so I take I use a lot of the information um I studied a lot of my information about um acupuncture for pregnancy with not with but I use Deborah Bitts. Um, I used her information. I used her um, acupuncture during pregnancy book. And I really like it is so, if you're an acupuncturist right now and or an acupuncture student, and this is a focus that you wanna have, I definitely encourage you to look up Deborah Betts if you have not already. Um, it um, And I can, maybe I'll put in somewhere in the notes so that you can link this into the notes, some kind of way so that you can just click and, go straight to it anyway. Um all right so I I was looking some stuff up and this came up. So I actually have let me um pull up my references as well so I can kind of tell you where I was getting some of this stuff from too. Um so Here's a little bit of some medical physiology for you so we can kind of dig a little bit deeper. So on reaching the uterus, the developing embryo receives nutrition from uterine fluids and the release of nutrients as it invades the endometrium. A low oxygen environment is beneficial at this time to protect against oxidative damage. This physiological hypoxia exists from the time of cell division in the fallopian tubes and lasts into early pregnancy. I will explain this shortly. While treatments to improve blood flow to the endometrium is thought to be beneficial to prepare the endometrium pre-implantation, there is no rationale from this research that Deborah Betts put together that she um, that from her entire research, um, looking up um, different uh, treatments and all this stuff, there is no rationale that treat that acupuncture treatment to improve blood flow to the endometrium during implantation will have similar benefits. So, this is basically saying that the body does its own regulation as far as, and we know this: the body is an amazing um it's an amazing just it's like the greatest machine on earth basically <laughs> the greatest computer um anything man can make the human body is actually even better so the woman's uterus will once it has all this information and implantation is happening it goes into a low oxygen mode so that the it gives a chance for the embryo to implant into the uterus. It kind of t- dials things down a little bit. It, it turns, you know, the blood flow is already in the, in, a, in a great um, place, so it, we don't need extra blood flow right now. Um, so, basically, while we did a lot of treatments up until this point before um before this happened before ovulation to really focus on getting blood flow to the lower abdomen abdominal area uh we don't need to do that in this particular phase okay um so the acupuncture treatment geared towards increasing blood flow to the uterus is not needed at this time that's what i just said i just wanted to reiterate that it's not needed at this time especially acupoints in the lower abdomen, which is why you won't see me um, You we, after either I have found out that you have passed ovulation or you have actually, we are a post- uh, embryonic transfer because I do pre and post uh, um, acupuncture treatments for um, IVF so right before I, um, acupuncture I mean sorry right before uh, in vitro fertilization or uh, entry uh, uterine insemination has um, done so that's IVF or IUI and right after IVF or IUI I do acupuncture treatments to ensure that the body um is in a calm and inviting space okay um but before that we focus on getting blood flow to the uterus, and then after that we don't focus on that anymore because we don't need it (laughs) okay so because this physiological hypoxia which is the low um oxygen environment is purposely created to block maternal blood flow from reaching the embryo we don't need that right now um So the point of me telling you all of this is to educate you all on why we do different acupuncture points throughout the menstrual cycle. So I'm not gonna do the same points throughout your entire menstrual cycle or even throughout your pregnancy, okay? Um, So one thing for sure, um, I'm going to use, I'm gonna be very strategic on how I use points, so, and I'm also going to be thinking about your particular constitution as i'm doing those points too so do you have anything else that has to be addressed while we are also helping to make sure that um you know aiding um this potential pregnancy this potential successful pregnancy okay i will say this um, acupuncture is not a hundred percent guaranteed that it is going to preserve or keep a pregnancy, okay. Um, the body knows what it needs to do in order to for, for the best situation and best outcome for you and the future, your future child, okay, at the end of the day. So acupuncture is used to help increase. The chances of a successful pregnancy, but it is not 100% guaranteed, so I just want to make sure that is abundantly clear alright. um. So. acupuncture is still very beneficial post ovulation post implantation um, in in early pregnancy is very beneficial but. There is a strategic way that we do it. Okay. Um, so we will not use points on the lower abdomen during the luteal phase or post ovulation if a woman believes she could be pregnant or is trying to become pregnant. Now, points on the lower abdomen before ovulation and right at ovulation or pre embryo transfer is still appropriate. Okay. Now, I am going to go into how your body gets the embryo into the uterus for implantation. This also leads me into another important point before we finish. So cytokines and chemokines, these are your cell signaling molecules. They play an important part in successful implantation, okay? (laughs) So, they initially, and so those are the things that I was telling you your body, these are signals your body sends out in order to guide the embryo from the fallopian tubes into the right site in the uterus, okay? So, these help assist the breakdown of endometrial tissue to allow the embryo to invade. So, um, the signals help break that, tissue down so the embryo can burrow into the endometrial lining this is called controlled aggression and um it's a process that involves uh, the cytokines the uterine natural killer cells macrophages t cells and they work in this balance of using inflammatory and anti-inflammatory um signals and things like that. So it's like um, your abuse system is like turning on and off, turning on and off things as it delicately guides the embryo into um, the correct site for um, a healthy pregnancy. Okay, so um, of course, there's some research that states that this is not completely understood because, you know, they just don't know everything. You know, we don't know everything. Sometimes we don't have to know everything, we just need to know it works. Um, but it would be nice to know a little bit more, but sometimes it's hard to find out exactly how every single thing works, okay? Um, but we do know that poor quality sleep affects cytokines. And adversely affects inflammatory processes. So, um, if you're not getting enough sleep around this time, it's not going to allow this delicate signaling process to occur correctly. Okay. And then it may throw off that um, anti inflammatory, inflammatory balance, too. So, we also know that progesterone production is beneficial to regulating an efficient controlled aggression and that stress has the potential to adversely affect hormonal balance. Um, and that is through the connection that we have with our brain all the way to our adrenals and to our uh, reproductive organs. So if there's a lot of stress on the, um, the, the um, mother-to-be, um in this time frame it can throw off a lot of the um hormones that help signal this process as well okay so this is why we when we get into this luteal phase or this waiting phase we treat stress and we promote sleep Quality at this time. So, having really good sleep hygiene, getting your weekly acupuncture treatments to help regulate your sleep and help regulate your stress is very important at this time. Um, not being on your phone um, uh, at nighttime. That that blue light will interact with your circadian rhythm and it throws off your brain's balance and it throws off your melatonin and, and all of that stuff. So um creating a really calming environment for nighttime. not bringing work to bed not putting bringing your laptop and your ipad and trying to do all this work and all this stuff and stressing yourself out is not good at this time it's a good time to really ground yourself okay and i'll go i will go into the lifestyle stuff so um So I will read something from a some historical literature, which is from a Chinese uh, medieval text. Okay, it says her sleeping place must be peaceful and quiet and she must not be exposed to fear and alarm. Okay. And actually, I would even go as far as making sure that your alarm clock is also not a source of stress as well because some people's alarm clocks are very scary i do not wake up that way i switched over i don't know my i'm actually recording on my phone so i would show y'all the app but i switched over to an app i think it's called the morning app um but anyway um and it actually some kind of way uses spotify in order to pull music to Create the alarm so you can choose whatever music track you want, and it will slowly increase the volume so that um, it'll kind of like you're when you hear it, it, it'll kind of like you know, it'll slowly wake you up instead of like that abrupt, like "Eh, eh, eh," stuff. That's not beneficial to us either. So, how you go to sleep and how you wake up is going to be a big deal, all right? So Let's talk a little bit about what to eat and what to drink and what to do with your body during this phase. Um, they suggest um, in some of this uh, literature, so I'll pull this up. Um, in a random control randomized controlled trial of a preconceptional dietary intervention in women undergoing IVF, um, this study was done in 2014 um by bmc women's health they think that a mediterranean diet high in anti-inflammatory foods might be beneficial for women six weeks prior to and during the window implantation okay so they found that out um if that doesn't necessarily you know work for um somebody's particular um let's say their area, um, their location, if they're not able to get those kinds of foods from a fresh stamp that's not fresh for them, it's not in season, I say use what is in season and is in your particular region that is appropriate for your region so that you can get the freshest food, okay? Focus on non-inflammatory foods, uh, Whole30 actually is a really, really good guide. Um, it is free. You can go to whole30.com and you can look up um, their whole uh, system and it'll help give you a better guide on what types of um, foods to avoid that are, anti- that are inflammatory, okay? so i like to focus on that and of course nutrient dense food is always going to be key that means you're going to be eating your colors you're going to be eating protein um avoiding um um, sugars that are um artificial artificial colors (laughs) all of that stuff um so avoiding all kinds of artificial and processed foods is key at this time drinking filtered water, Um, avoid as best you can uh, plastic bottles, especially those that are not BPA free. Um, Drinking out of glass, um, you know, some of those like metal canteens are good as well. Um, If you can avoid plastic, try to do that. Um, Avoid foods with pesticides and uh, especially glyphosate. That'll be uh, very good to do, okay? So, let's recap. Okay. So, the same acupuncture points used to help a woman get pregnant will be different from the points used to help maintain pregnancy. The focus before pregnancy is to increase blood flow to the uterus for a healthy endometrial lining. This creates a good flower bed for the future embryo. Once the embryo has implanted during the two-week waiting period, we want to focus on calming and stress relief points that promote relaxation and sleep. Um, and I always give kind of like a frequency so whenever you enter in these types of treatments, it's really good to do once per week um you can do twice a week that's great. A lot of people with their schedules they do uh, acupuncture once a week and in and stay with that consistency. Uh, as we begin to know more about um, if you got pregnant or not, then we will switch up um, the points again. And, you know, and we'll continue, but we'll still continue that calming and stress relief for you um, until, you know, things are rooted. The, you know, we know that pregnancy is strong and viable and things like that. So, um, yeah. Um, this is also a time to avoid stressful events <laughs> um, avoid people places and things that will stress you out okay <laughs> long distance travel is i, I don't i don't advise um, doing that um, at that time you know that that's can be stressful um, scary movies shocking news stories all of that stuff, Um, you know, this is a time to surround yourself with happiness, peace and harmony, love, peace, harmony, be, you know, one with nature, get some sun, get, uh, listen to some good music, get some good vibes, you know, do some happy dancing, it doesn't, you know, have to be like super extreme, you know, but, you know, do some lighthearted stuff, like, have fun, like, um, you know, don't do, don't drink alcohol, especially don't smoke cigarettes. Um, as far as cannabis goes, I just say, don't do that right now. Even though I, you know, I think cannabis is really great. Um, when people know how to use it, um, there is just not enough research on knowing what strains will be appropriate for implantation and what strains are not appropriate for implantation. So I just say, let's avoid that as well. For now, (laughs) you know, Um, and do some light workouts like walking, calming yoga, not that hot yoga, not that super yoga that's going to make you get all really sweaty and, um, you know, really strict uses a lot of your muscle groups at the time, just chill in this two weeks, okay. Um, uh, meditation and visualization, prayer, anything that's going to keep you in the, in that good mindset, do it. Watch funny and lighthearted shows. Uh, this is not the time to watch horror movies, um, all this stuff, Friday 13, whatever, all this stuff, Jeepers Creepers, it's not time for that, okay? <laughs> so, this is, um, you know, bring it in. Uh, listen to calming and enjoyable music, okay? It doesn't have to be like Beethoven or Mozart. It can be. I think that would be really beneficial, but um, you know, you can listen to some just some chill like chill stuff, chill hop, jazz, whatever, you know. Um, whatever is going to make your heart happy. You should do that. So, thank you for staying until the end of this um show. I really appreciate you guys. I thank you so much. If this resonates with you, please like, share, subscribe, save, whatever makes your heart happy. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you again and have a wonderful rest of October. (laughs) Bye.